everyone. I'm Chris White. And I'm Stevens Brown. And we are with TAP Pest Control Insulation. Thank you for downloading our podcast. And uh, I'm glad you took some time to listen to us today. We, uh, we have some pretty exciting stuff to talk about. But first, I think we need to address something, Stevens. Mm, what is that? Well, we normally go through, we start off the show here with, uh, uh, with a, a joke. That is true. I've got a good one this week. Uh, but I think I think we're getting feedback from some folks that we ought to, you know, cut the jokes out. Yeah. We're not we're not yeah. very good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I guess I can agree that that one comment we got was pretty harsh. So maybe we should skip it this time. <laughs> well, I, here's what I'd like to do. I mean, I I have a million what I call dad jokes. You know, I I've. I've actually, uh, on Facebook, rather than posting any kind of political, I know a lot of people use that format. I, I use jokes. it to post dad jokes almost oh, every day. So I have got a ton. There, but, go, your, there go your Facebook friends. <laughs> but if they, they actually love it. They, I get comments <laughs> that they, they think it's great. But um, but I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll cut them out of this episode. If anybody wants us to bring them back, please uh, let us know podcast at tapinsulation.com if you want them back then great if you uh if you don't you can let us know that too anyway so i can roll with that let's keep it business as usual we'll move forward hey so steven i'm excited because we're going to talk about the new gb 230 xl back. yep absolutely it is uh it's new and it is uh it is changing the game we are very excited about it yeah, that's uh, so. This for those of you who may not know about this. This is a new um, vacuum that we worked with Crendle on. We got a lot of feedback from the field saying, "Hey, geez, I love the the vacuums, but can it vacuum up batted fiberglass?" Yep. And the answer has always been no. And uh, Crendle uh, worked with us, and um, they figured out a way to do it. Yeah. And uh, really has changed the way. It's going to save a ton of time. Yep. No, we've got some companies and some crews that have been absolutely loving it, saving them a lot of time, making it much more efficient to get those uh, those fiberglass bat removal jobs completed. So. Yeah. There's um. Now you've you've used it, right? You we've you've got a setup there at the uh, the office, and you were. Yep. You were playing around with it. Yep. Got one shipped in. I had to uh, dive in and try it out for myself, um, and I was. I was impressed. Um, I'll be honest, I had my doubts at the beginning, but once I uh, kind of learned, you know, how to go about doing it, um, I'm impressed. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was able now, we want to make sure we set the expectation the most folks here. Now, it's not something that you're going to just aim the hose at the the ground and it's going to suck up a 10-foot bat, right? Yeah. Exactly. And just like you said, let's, it's best to just so everyone has a good understanding. You know, if you're removing loose fill, it's pretty much, you know, fire at will. You can get up there, go all over the attic. You got one or two guys going with hoses. But, you know, removing fiberglass bats, it's a slightly different operation. You know, it, you want to set up a workstation almost, so to speak. So if you and I, you know, we're doing a removal of fiberglass bats, now that we have this new vacuum and this new setup, you know, you would be picking these bats up, throwing over, throwing them over to me, and I would be sending them down the hose. Um, 
and we, and we did find, you know, some of the fiberglass, if it's an R30, you know, 20 point, some of the big fiberglass bats, if it had paper, paper backing, you know, we did have to cut those down to kind of four foot sections seemed to be the most optimal, but man, you could, you could zip it right through there. Yeah. And, and I think it's important too, that, you know, we're saying, well, you want to pick them up, you want to cut them down because the other thing that you have to keep in mind when you're, when you're using this vacuum, um, for fiberglass bats, you need to remove the defender. Yep. Typically we have the vacuum defender on there, which is a great idea to have a great insurance policy. So you don't mess up your blades. Now the defender is going to drop out any large pieces of metal, wood, or anything else that's foreign matter up in the attic that can get jammed into the blades. Yep. Um, when you're using it for fiberglass bats, you have to remove that. Otherwise the fiberglass will get clogged inside that Fender. So you want to absolutely make sure you know what is going down that hose at any moment, yep. right? And, yep, exactly. And that's that's why, you know, if you kind of set up a designating work area where you want to keep the end of that hose, and just like I was saying, you know, if, me, if you and I were doing a removal, you'd be, you know, up in the attic, tossing the bats, kind of shaking them, so to speak, sending them my way. And that way we, it's just a good, good way to make sure none of that stuff gets caught up in there too. So, right. So let's talk about the setup on the hose. Um, so how, what's the difference on this, uh, on, the, on the machinery and then how we're setting up our hoses? Yeah, so the, so the machine itself, they did some tweaking on the, uh, the fan blade housing. What they were able to do is, is kind of reshape some of those exit angles. Um, and when they did that, it became much more efficient as far as being able to get a fiberglass bat through. Um, and then the other thing they did is it actually has a eight inch inlet. And with that, you know, comes a lot more suction, suction power. And you're able to, you know, fit that fiberglass back into there. So, right. And then as I understand the way that the eight inch inlet on there, you actually reduce it right away to a six. Yes, you do. Yeah. An eight inch hose would be, I mean, it's, you know, as well, it's hard to deal with because it's so big, but, but we get about a, a one foot section of eight inch hose when it immediately steps down to a six inch. And then from there you run six inch all the way, you know, to the attic. All right. Now in the, typically when we're doing any other type of uh, insulation, loose fill, we're going to reduce from the six to a four, but we're not doing this with the bat, right? Nope. Yep. You're exactly correct. It, it goes right from that one foot section of eight inch. It steps right down to a six inch hose. And that's what you run all the way into the attic. Wow. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it is indeed. And, and just from, you know, from some of the guys who have purchased it and have been using it, they have been incredibly amazed at this time and have saved their labor crews to be able to get, you know, fiberglass bats out. And I know we're working on some, uh, some videos uh, to put up on our website here. Um, I know you, you were working a little bit uh, late last week on a few things, but we weren't actually filming. Uh, yep. But you're planning on doing that later this week, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, some of our pre-testing, you know, has gone really well. And I'm excited to kind of do the official shoot, and we, we should have that soon. Yep. Yeah, yeah everything. I mean, we, it, it works great. We just want to make sure we get every angle and every piece of insulation that we can show to go through there. So yep. that's the reason we're kind of waiting. And then, uh, of course, make sure we have enough uh, PPE, which is uh, 
a tough thing to come by these days. So we're trying to <laughs> make sure we're, that we're ready to go so we're not wasting any PPE. Yeah, you, you got that right. A lot of the PPE manufacturers have gone to making that for other industries, um, <laughs> no doubt. So it's, it's been hard to get a hold of. But Yeah, so we'll, we'll get it all straightened out. We'll make sure we try to get that video up. Um, um, so I want to dive a little bit into uh, actually – because we've been selling these already, we've, we've already had some folks buying the, the equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got some good questions. I had uh, Michael out of Indiana actually sent me four uh, pretty legitimate questions that uh, I think a lot of folks may have. So let me, let me read these for you, Stephen. So yeah, what, totally. what happens when you, if you pull nails or electrical bot box punch outs or wires that are left behind electrician, you know, by an electrician or so forth. Um, if you're removing the defender from the setup. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess we, we kind of answered that and addressed that already without even thinking about it, but that's, that's a great question. That's what a lot of guys are kind of left scratching their heads. Well, yes, you do have to remove the defender from the setup, but if you if you if you operate like a workstation kind of like we were talking about you know when you pull those fiberglass bats up and out of the joists you should be able to to see and kind of get a clear picture of you know what metal or punch outs or wires or debris may be up there and then you can toss those over you know to your partner and he can send those those down the hose so if you, if you follow you know that workstation setup you you, you should be able to uh, stay away from that yeah and yeah, no, that's a that's a good good point on that making sure that we we know what's going down that hose because you you're you know he's absolutely right with that concern yep. it could damage it but if you're you know because it's been removed you want to make sure you know exactly what's flying down that hose yep, um exactly. so his, his his question also was a follow-up on there and you know does if if you do start sucking up those things will it shorten the lifespan of the blade and if, yes the answer to that is absolutely it will shorten your lifespan, which is why we want to make sure we know what's going through there. Yep. And, and just to add to that, Chris, I'd like to say, you know, removing the actual fiberglass bat with the vacuum, you know, doesn't have a significant effect. But it's when you do get those chunks of large debris, heavy metals, nails and stuff like that. But I also want to make a point, guys, if you're doing a lot of removals, it is so vital. You know, I would encourage you after the end of every day or a couple of days on the job to removals, you know, pop that front plate off the vacuum and do just a just an easy generic inspection just to make sure there's no debris build up around that vacuum blade and make sure that your vacuum blade is still in balance because what a lot of people don't under, don't understand is when they suck up something that's real big it may you know knock that fan blade if it gets it off balance or puts a hole in it so to speak that can create some serious vibration um, and lead to other issues so just do a generic inspection and you can save a lot of time and effort by just keeping that thing clean right yeah that and, and that's true i mean i i always tell uh anybody that i'm working with um the minute you hear any sort of vibration on that equipment shut it off yep. uh, if anything that that shouldn't if it doesn't normally make it makes a weird sound or it's vibrate shut it off right away figure out what it is the longer if you let that go um you're going to create more damage more problems and cost more money yep exactly and the replacement of those fan blades is, is, is it's not hard at all it is a pretty pretty simple task yeah his other question on this was um he said uh, our listing shows a, a four foot p 
pickup tube, but the video we watched um, was not using a four-foot pickup tube to suck up bats. Um, how many feet of six-inch can be ran before losing suction or performance? So that's that's a good question as well. Um, it, it can differ between every job. Obviously, some jobs, you know, depending upon where you park and where you have entrance into the attic and where you need to set up, you know, may require a longer piece of hose. Right now, Chris, what, what's our packages coming with as far as hose length? Uh, they're coming with a, I think, I believe it's 200, 200 feet. Yeah. That's on well, there. Now, the other, the other thing on there is you mentioned with the four inch pickup tube, it does come, uh, when we sell the equipment. Now, this isn't only a fiberglass bat pickup vacuum. This is for everything. So you yep. will get the six inch and the four inch hose. You'll get a section, a 50 foot section of four inch that you can reduce down so that's easier to move through the attic because it is a little more difficult to haul around a six inch hose. Yep. Um, so you will get the four inch with the package, but that's just for the loose fill. Yep. You just, you use the, the uh, six inch when you're doing the bat. So you, you do have that, those, basically this is a one vacuum does everything. So when you buy the package, you get everything you need to do all of the work. Yep, exactly. Good. So the, uh, you know, how many feet of the six inch can be ran before losing suction or performance? Well, I think the, the answer there is you want to use um, the least amount of hose that you need to. Um, yep. As you know, you, you have to have at least uh, 50 foot attached to it. Yep. Um, but from there, uh, I think you're going to max out at 200. Yep. That's, that's where, that's what the machine's rated for. Uh, but if you can run a, a hundred feet, and that'll get you to where you need to go or 125 feet, um, then that's what you want to run because that's going to give you the most suction power. Yep, you got it, spot on. The, um, all right, when sucking up bats, can a six inch line be ran from the machine into, a, into the bag in a truck or a dumpster or does the machine need to be connected straight to a bag? Yep, no, absolutely. This is a good one too. Um, I, I highly advise people to, to stay away from putting that vacuum bag right on the end of the vacuum. Reason being is because those, these are super powerful vacuums we're dealing with. They've got motors on the end of them and they need as much fresh and clean air as possible. And when you've got that, you know, vacuum bag located right next to the vacuum, there's dust coming in, coming out does not provide the best setup but it's always wise and good to get that you know at least i would say six feet away if you can um a lot of our guys like to keep you know enough six inch hose to where you know they can run it to the back of their trailer their dump bed whatever they're using to put the back in back in right and i think that's this question is can it are you limited to connecting it to just a bag or can you run it to a truck or dumpster and, and you can run it to whatever you want, whatever you normally would do. I think what you're, what you're bringing up is a valid point on, you know, get that bag away from the machine so the machine can breathe. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I think when I was doing my testing, we probably had, I want to say a 10 to 15 foot section of hose going into the back of the back of our trucks. Uh, yeah. And it seemed to be filling it up just fine. So. Awesome. All right. Hey, well, Michael, uh, out in Indiana, we want to thank you for those questions. That was great. And, um, and I think actually Michael ended up buying the, uh, 
the machine after all this too, after we answer this question. So he has it. So hopefully you're enjoying that machine as well as the tap gift packs that we uh, sent you uh, with your hat, your t-shirt, and all the other goodies that we sent you. So we appreciate it. Anybody else has any questions or anything we use on here at podcast at tapinsulation.com. You will also get a, a gift pack. And yeah, was, uh, those are really good questions there, Michael. I bet you well yeah i was impressed i was very impressed he obviously has used uh, vacuums in the past so he knew yeah, exactly what was going saying. on he's done, done a few jobs before <laughs> awesome. so let's, let's, go yeah, ahead i was gonna say let's uh let's keep moving right along uh we'll jump into the next portion of our show uh herd in the field yeah herd in the field okay well this is, uh, yeah, everyone knows this is like real life stories and stuff. Some are funny. And this, this one may not be as funny. It's a little, might have a little chuckle to it. But um, I was actually doing a training uh, a couple of years back now. And, you know, we always get to the point about safety in an attic. And you uh, obviously have to, you want to be safe when you're walking around up there. You want to make sure you have the proper PPE on. You want to make sure that, you know, that you're, you're staying on the joist and preferably using um, you know, the joist mate or something that you're, you're standing on so that you're not, um, you don't fall through the ceiling, you know, and, and I have a, in my presentations, when I, when I do this, I have a photo of, you know, the, the classic, somebody, somebody's foot coming through the ceiling and a hole in the top. And that's, uh, you know, everybody kind of chuckles and, you know, you, there was one training I did where, you know, I, I had mentioned that everyone kind of laughed. They saw the photo and, you know, you get the comments that they, Oh, Hey, Joe, you did that. Ha ha. Yeah. You know, and, and I say, all right, this is why we have the Joyce mates. And we talk about that. There was one person in the front of the room and I'll, I'll never forget this. And he, he looked at me and, and uh, I said, told him about, you know, when I mentioned, you know, stay on the Joyce and he looked at me and he said, I never knew that. <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of a chuckle, but it's scary. And I said, yeah. I said, really? He goes, I always walked, you know, on the flat part. I never walked on the wood. I thought that was wrong. Now, good thing this this poor kid only weighed about a hundred pounds soaking wet. Yeah, I was about to uh, say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was it was a real good thing. But you know, I, I never, you know, ever since then, I don't take it for granted that people know where to walk up there. That I think it's important that we tell. You know, we have to uh, let people know that. So anybody, you know, that you're working with, sometimes what seems very obvious to us may not be to others. So we just need to make sure we let people know that. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. I think a lot of times we do probably take that for granted. But yeah, just so everyone knows, you cannot walk on the white or pink fluffy clouds. You know, <laughs> you've got to stick stick to something structurally sound. You know, joist mates, be safe up there. Move slow, be careful. And uh, follow your, you know, your training protocols. Yeah, yeah. Has anybody got any other stories? Let us know. We love to have those. Uh, we're always looking for content. Podcast at tapinsulation.com. All right, Stevens. That's it, man. That was awesome. That was fun. And again, you know, Michael, good questions, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how that will help his crew out and the bat back. So. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, uh, the, the bat back is available. Uh, if you want more information on it, please let us know. You can uh, reach us through podcast.tapinsulation.com or visit our website. Click any of the help there or give us a call. We'd be happy to, to help you out with that. So that'll do it for now. Until then, B-52.
Be well. All right. Until next time, see folks. And remember, keep those feet on the joy.